when I published Ulysses by James Joyce in my little bookshop called Shakespeare and Company in Paris. Look, look, the dust is growing. My branches lost Lord Jesus. Stately, plump, buck bargain. All perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad. And yes, I said yes, I will, yes. Friends of Shakespeare and Company read Ulysses by James Joyce. Read today by Jared McGinnis. Better be shoving along, Brother Buzz. Come around with the plate, perhaps. Pay your Easter duty. He stood up. Hello. Were those two buttons of my waistcoat open all the time? Women enjoy it. Annoyed if you don't. Why didn't you tell me before? Never tell you. But we, excuse, miss, there's a... Just a fluff. Or their skirt behind, placket unhooked, glimpses of the moon. Still like you better untidy. Good job it wasn't farther south. He passed, discreetly buttoning, down the aisle and out through the main door into the light. He stood a moment unseeing by the cold black marble bowl while before him and behind two worshippers dipped furtive hands in the low tide of holy water. Trams, a car of Prescott's dye works, a widow in her weeds. Notice because I'm in mourning myself. He covered himself. How goes the time? Quarter past. Time enough yet. Better get that lotion made up. Where is this? Ah, yes, the last time. Sweeney's in Lincoln Place. Chemists rarely move. Their green and gold beacon jars too heavy to stir. Hamilton Long's, founded in the year of the flood. Huguenot churchyard near there. Visit some day. He walks southward along Westland Row. But the recipe is in the other trousers. Oh, and I forgot that latchkey, too. Bore this funeral affair. Oh, well, poor fellow. It's not his fault. When was it I got a made-up last? Wait, I changed a sovereign, I remember. First of the month, it must have been, or the second. Oh, he can look it up in the prescriptions book. The chemist turned back. Page after page, sandy, shriveled smell he seems to have, shrunken skull, an old quest for the philosopher's stone, the alchemist. Drugs aid you after mental excitement. Lethargy, then? Why? Reaction? A lifetime in a night. Gradually changes your character. Living all the day among herbs, ointments, disinfectants, all his alabaster lily pots. Mortar and pestle, actistful larvid. Smell almost cure you like the dentist's doorbell. Doctor Whack, he ought to physic himself a bit. Electiary or emulsion. The first fellow that picked an herb to cure himself had a bit of pluck. Simples. Want to be careful. Enough stuff here to chloroform you. Test. 
turns blue litmus paper red. Chloroform. Overdose of laudanum. Sleeping drafts. Love filters. Paragoric poppy syrup bad for cough. Clogs the pores or the phlegm. Poisons the only cures. Remedy where you least expect it. Clever of nature. About a fortnight ago, sir? Yes, Mr. Boom said. He waited by the counter, inhaling the keen reek of drugs, the dusty dry smell of sponges and loofahs. A lot of time taken up telling your aches and pains. Sweet almond oil and tincture of benozin, Mr. Bloom said, and then orange flower water. It certainly did make her skin so delicate white like wax. And white wax also, he said. Brings out the darkness of her eyes. Looking at me, the sheet up to her eyes, Spanish, smelling herself. When I was fixing the links in my cuffs, those homely recipes are often the best. Strawberries for the teeth, nettles and rainwater. Oatmeal, they say, steeped in buttermilk, skin food. One of the old queen's sons, Duke of Albany, was it? Had only one skin. Leopold, yes. Three we have. Warts, bunions, and pimples to make it worse. But you want a perfume, too. What perfume does your... Peau de Spagne. That orange flower. Pure curd soap. Water is so fresh. Nice smell these soaps have. Time to get a bath around the corner. Hammam. Turkish. Massage. Dirt gets rolled up in your navel. Nicer if a nice girl did it. Also, I think I... Yes, I. Do it in the bath. Curious longing eye. Water to water. Combine business with pleasure. Pity no time for massage. Feel fresh. Then all day. Funeral be rather glum. Yes, sir, the chemist said. That was two and nine. Have you brought a bottle? No, Mr. Bloom said. Make it up, please. I'll call later in the day, and I'll take one of these soaps. How much are they? Four pence, sir. Mr. Bloom raised the cake to his nostrils. Sweet lemony wax. I'll take this one, he said. That makes three and a penny. Yes, sir, the chemist said. You can pay altogether, sir, when you come back. Good. Mr. Bloom said. He rolled out of the shop, the newspaper baton under his armpit, the cool wrappered soap in his left hand. At his armpit, Bantam Leon's voice and hand said, Hello, Bloom. What's the best news? Is that today's? Show us a minute. Shaved off his mustache again by Jove. Long, cold upper lip to look younger. He does look balmy, younger than I am. Bantam Leon's yellow, black-nailed fingers unroll the baton. Wants a wash, too. Take off the rough dirt. Good morning. Have you used Pear's soap? Dandruff on his shoulders. Scalp once oiling. I want to see about that French horse that's running today, Bantam Leon said. Where the bugger is it? He rustled the pleated pages, jerking his chin on his high collar. Barber's itch. Tight collar, he'll lose his hair. Better leave him the paper and get shut of him. You can keep it, Mr. Bloom said. Ascot, gold cup, wait. 
Bantam Leon muttered, half a mo, maximum the second. I was just going to throw it away, Mr. Bloom said. Bantam Leon raised his eyes suddenly and leered weakly. What's that? His sharp voice said. I say you can keep it, Mr. Bloom answered. I was going to throw it away that moment. Bantam Leon doubted an instant, leering, then thrust the outspread sheets back on Mr. Bloom's arm. I'll risk it, he said. Here, thanks. He sped off towards Conway's corner. Godspeed, Scott. Mr. Bloom folded the sheet again to a neat square and lodged the soap in it, smiling. Silly lips of that chap, betting. Regular hotbed of it lately. Messenger boys stealing to put on sixpence. Raffle for large tender turkey. Your Christmas dinner for threepence. Jack Fleming embezzling to gamble then smuggled off to America. Keeps a hotel now. They never come back. Flesh pots of Egypt. He walked cheerfully toward the Mosque of the Baths. Remind you of a mosque? Red-baked bricks, the minarets. College sports today, I see. He eyed the horseshoe poster over the gate of College Park. Cyclists double up like a cod in a pot. Damn bad ad. Now if they had made it round like a wheel. Then the spokes, sports, 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 and the hub big, college, something to catch the eye. There's Hornblower standing at the porter's lodge. Keep him on hands. Might take a turn in there on the nod. How do you do, Mr. Hornblower? How do you do, sir? Heavenly weather, really. If life was always like that, cricket weather. Sit around under sunshades, over after over, out. They can't play it here. Ducks for six wickets. Still, Captain Bueller broke a window in the Kildare Street Club with a slogged square leg. Donnybrook Fair more in their line. And the skulls, we were a-crackin' when McCarthy took the floor. Heat wave. Won't last. Always passing the stream of life which in the stream of life we trace is dearer than them all. Enjoy a bath now. Clean trough of water, cool enamel, the gentle, tempid stream. This is my body. He foresaw his pale body reclined in it at full, naked, in a womb of warmth oiled by scented melting soap, softly lathed he saw his trunk and limbs ri rippled over and sustained buoyed lightly upward lemony yellow his navel but of flesh and saw the dark tangled curls of his bush floating floating hair of the stream around the limp father of thousands a languid floating flower